we've got Brother Kaiser with us today. On Wednesday, I said, if you don't have any energy, that's all right. He'll bring all the energy with him. <laughs> we had a good time in Sunday school this morning. Uh, continue pray, uh, Pastor Ms. Pam, as they are in Virginia preaching. Uh, he is preaching a prophecy conference for Brother Jeff's church. So if you've got your Bibles, you have a pen. I hope you have a pen. I hope you have paper. He's going to come and preach for us. Amen. Brother Kaiser. Amen. Who's singing? Nobody sings special music around here. Not every Sunday. You, huh? No, I don't sing. You know, please, that'd be the end of that story. Everybody leave then. Lord have mercy. I can't sing. The only type of singing I do is in the shower. Amen. I do my best singing in the shower. I do it outside too, but it's okay. (laughs) You just gotta have a gotta have a song in your heart. Amen. Turn your Bibles, if you would, to. Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, I'm going to preach a message this morning entitled, Being Positive in a Negative World. Amen. Wow, that's deep, isn't it deep? That's really deep. Hello, any kind of negativity around you? Come on now, you might be stirring the negativity. Hello. Come on now. Hello. Sometimes we don't think positive enough. I usually don't hang around people who are negative. I stay away from those kind of people because I got enough problems myself. Amen. I try to stay away from Chris as much as I possibly can. Amen. Hang around Miss Bethany and we'll be good. Amen. Hello. So I'm just saying. Shout out to Miss Bethanewski back there. All right. Philippians chapter 4. Well, you know, you got to roll, but it's all right. You'll be all right, Chris. Come on, please. I mean, you're hooked up to a, to a, to a girl, got engaged to it, and everybody's wrecking their car in that family. I don't know if I want to be attached to them, amen? Everybody's wrecking their cars out there. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I, I, let me just pause here for a second. It's not in the message. You need, before you leave your house and get into a vehicle, you need to pray for the protection of the Lord. Because the right. devil is wicked, and the devil's looking to mess people up, seriously. That's right. And his, for, his, for Brenda just to come out without a scratch on that car that I saw is a miracle, seriously. But that's the protection of God. That's what that is, okay? Anyway, as a commercial break, that wasn't in the message. That's free, amen? Philippians 4, beginning in verse number 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Now, 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 <laughs> now, I want you to think for a minute before I get into that. Why does he have to say that twice? Now, I want you to think for a minute. Here's a fellow writing a prison gospel. So you're in prison, and you're writing to tell other people rejoice, which means if you're writing it, you're probably somebody who should be rejoicing, right? And they were beaten, remember, Paul, were beaten. The Philippian jailer winds up getting saved, and his family gets saved because they're rejoicing after they got beaten. Do you know what I normally do? I normally complain. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but today, just adjust your halo, would you please? Like sometimes in life, we just complain. And sometimes we complain just a little too much. And we forget how good we really have it. I just come from West Virginia not too long ago, and I'm driving by some of these houses. I'm back in the 
boondocks. And I'm looking at some of these places these people live in. Phew. I'm telling you. I, I, I mean, plastic covering the roof. I mean, I, I watched somebody live in a trailer that came off the back of a truck and then put skirting around it to live in that. Do you know how much insulation are in those things? And then I drive by a house, and they have houses out there for abandoned cats and dogs, and their house looks like it should be bulldozed over. And I I begin to question in my heart, how unthankful are you? I mean, there was a day when I drove a vehicle, and if it started, it was a miracle. Come on now. I'm just trying to say, I've had those vehicles. Now, God has blessed me with a different one that's starting today. It might not start tomorrow. But I'm supposed to rejoice in what I have now. Come on now. Not what I don't have, what I already have. And you'll let this stinking rotten world and its negativity to have you think a different way. Hello? And I'm not even starting yet, but that's about where I needed to stop for a minute. Here we go. Verse 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. I don't know. (laughs) Do you think the Lord's coming back any closer now than it was yesterday? I mean, like, seriously? You do, have to, you do have to understand in knowing, according to Bible, that it has to get worse before the Lord comes back. And you're not going to be here when it totally turns upside down. Because if you're saved here, you're going to glory. Amen? Come on. I, I'm waiting for the upper taker, not the undertaker. Amen? Come on now. I'm looking for that upper taker. That's what I'm looking for. It'll be a whole lot cheaper. Amen? Come on now. I know what it took to bury my wife. It was unbelievable. Verse 6. Be careful for nothing. Now, that's not the way that you can get. No, that's not what that's talking about. It's talking about you being cautious, be alert, even though it sounds like be careful for nothing. That's not what it's talking about. It's not talking about eat, drink, and marry for tomorrow you die. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking a different way and turning it around just a little bit that you need to be the kind of person who you're ready is careful about what's going on around you. Do you know that you, any more than it was yesterday, you have to be alerted when you're going from where you're going from one place to another. You you need to be alert. I was looking at a film. I was looking at something on the news where a guy was pumping his car in the gas. It's just pumping his gas. And a bunch of these guys pulled up in the van. And, and, And I don't know what was going on. But he ran into the store, and they got him and brought him out and stole his car and took him. This world is wicked. Do you hear me? Is it, if not for the grace of God, I'm telling you, really, honestly, and I, 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 I believe it's the Lord dealing this, but I'm just trying to say. Now watch it. Here's what it says, the rest of verse 6. But in everything by prayer and supplication with, with what? Wow, wow, I was talking about in the Sunday school. Do you know what I normally want to do when I go to pray? I'm worried about what I got to deal with. 
do, do you know what I'm supposed to be doing? I'm supposed to be praising God and thanking God before I even ask. Amen. Hello? And if you let this world and you let this outside of this whole world mess you up, you'll become like everybody else. Hello? We are supposed to be a little different, you know. <laughs> and I don't mean different looking. I'm just saying different. Amen? The way we act. Amen? Let your request be made none unto God. Now, verse 7. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Wow, wow. It didn't have anything negative in there. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. When you think about the right things, you sort of act a little different. You got to think on the right stuff. And when I got saved... July 6, 1980, at the age of 25 years old, before I got saved, I had stinking thinking. And when I got saved, you ready? My mind and my thinking had to change. That's what repentance is all about, is changing a mind and a thought about the way you're thinking. Now, you listen to me very carefully tonight, today. If you haven't changed a bit from the day you got saved, I question your salvation. Amen. 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 You should be thinking a little different. That's right. Because this mind that's in Christ is in you, and now you use the hope of your glory. You ought to be different. I question people sometimes, like, where is your salvation at? Hello? All right, verse number nine, and we'll get into the message. Those things which you both learned and received, and heard, and seen in me do. You hear what he said? <laughs> Watch it. Not only did you hear about it, not only did you learn about it, <laughs> not only did you receive it, you seen in me do it. Hey, 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 hey. People are supposed to watch what you're doing and be able to follow you as you follow Christ. Oh. Wow. I don't know why. See, I see some Christians that they act. I don't want to follow them. Mm -hmm. Hello? Ought to match up, right? All right? Let's pray and we'll get started. Lord, we love you today. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for this church. I pray you be with the preacher and his wife as they're away. Hedge and protect them as they come back, God. Use him today in the pulpit. I pray you'd speak to our hearts even here today. Help me, Lord God, to live what I preach. And help me to love people like I need to love people. And uh, I pray if there's anybody here that's not 100% sure they're saved and on their way to heaven, I pray today would be their day of salvation. And I pray for us as Christians that we'd be challenged and changed to be more like thee. And we'll be careful to give the praise, the honor, and glory, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing I want to look about being positive in a negative world, I want, let me give you a couple things. And this is really true. And I've learned this being around kids. I don't know where I got this quote. I think my wife sent it to me one time. Here's what it says. Ignore me. I may not remember you. Correct me. I may resent you. 
Insult me, I may not like you. Watch this one. Encourage me, and I'll never forget you. Amen. You, you listen to me. <clears throat> I got saved July 6, 1980, and you probably heard that at 25 years old. At 27, the Lord called me to work with kids and teenagers. And I've learned, I've learned, here's what I've learned. If I encourage them, you would not believe what they will do for you. Because nine times out of ten, they're usually picked on, and they never do anything right. They do, so, okay, I'll give you a perfect illustration, ready? So I sent a couple kids out for candy, because Brother Kaiser always has candy. And they came in with the right candy. And I sent them out there for a bag of chips. Now, if you go in the back of my car and try to find anything, you're doing really good. Amen? Hello. <laughs> I didn't bribe them to go there. They went there anyway. I didn't give them anything special. Now, you listen very carefully, and this is very true. Watch it now. Do you know that people, when you greet them, know whether you love them or not? They do. I, 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 the little guy over here, he was, he was checking me out. He didn't cry, but he didn't know if I was all right or not. He tried to keep asking Grammy by looking at her. Is he okay? Amen? I'm just trying to say. Now, I, I, in this world that we live in, whew, it's amazing what we could do if we just encourage some people. Seriously. So let me ask you a question. So when's the last time... You took a gander around here in this church and you saw somebody who's not here and you called them up. Not to say to them, well, you missed church. Why'd you miss church? What's the matter with you? You some kind of rebel? You some kind of, no, 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 stop. Some of you are like that, amen? You just want to blow somebody's head off, amen? Hello? No, encourage them. Watch it. You ready? Is there anything I can do for you? Do you know that takes time, don't you, right? <laughs> it might cost you some money, you know. Hello, come on now. Hello. But that's what they need. They need somebody to come alongside and encourage them. So let me ask you a question. So when's the last time you encouraged somebody? I, I go to a, either a Chick-fil-A. I go to a fast food place, and I, I take a gospel track. And I put a tip in there for the, for the people when I go through the drive-thru. They look at me from, I'm from some other planet. Like, I don't think they've ever gotten a, watch it, a tip ever. Watch it. I appreciate them when I'm not in line till Jesus comes home. Amen? Come on now. It's supposed to be fast food. Even though it'll kill you, fast food. Amen? Watch now. And I appreciate it. Now watch. I watch it many times. After I give them the gospel tract and I'm pulling away, they're looking at the gospel tract because I cared enough. The first thing we have to do, number one, is uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. The first thing we have to do is we've we got to respond to God's love. Respond to God's love. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, 
with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Familiar verse, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 said, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. I don't know. But I, I, I don't know if you think about it sometimes, but I do. I think about a God who loved me enough to send a person, his son Jesus, to come and die on the cross for me when I didn't want him. The Bible says he came to his own, and his own received him not. Came first to the Jewish people. And all they wanted to do was debate him. And then he came to me. And I had religion for 25 years, and I was, went to Catholic school for 12 years, and I knew about God in my head, but I never got God from my head to my heart. And at 25, when I got God from my head to my heart, it changed my life. And I looked at things a little bit different. And his love is so great that he demonstrates it, you ready, on the cross, but number two, his love is revealed in the Bible. You want to know more about God? you got to read your Bible. Now, I won't embarrass you today, but if I went around today and asked how many people read their Bible today, just think about that for a minute. Spend a little time today. Now, I feel bad for mothers who have children, especially a couple who, you know, hello, they're always rolling. But I'm just saying little difficult to spend some time, but you got to have some time. You got to have some time. God's love is also demonstrated in answered prayer. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. kind of weird. I never had allergies before. Now it seems like I get allergies. Does that just happen because you get old or something? What, what in the world? <laughs> Nose is running because of allergy. It's just ridiculous. Take me to glory, will you? Lord, have mercy. Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. You know, you know, listen, listen. You know sometimes why we don't get answers to prayer? Because we don't keep knocking. I was convicted, Pastor Clark, we uh, started a Bible college, and uh, there are two houses that back up to our property. And he said, I, I've been praying for God to give us those properties, houses, for 25 years. We now own those properties. I wonder what would have happened if 
the pastor decided not to pray about those properties. And I get instantly convicted on how long do I pray for things and give up so easily when it's not answered. Hey, 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 we're living in a world where people depend on us praying. I was working a bus route, and I had these girls, and I, I probably, I don't know if I said this here, but I, I, I know I talked to the kids about this, the teenagers. And these girls' names were Brittany, Courtney, Brianna, and Jasmine. Now, Brittany and Courtney were twins. They came from a bad family. Grandma raised them. Mom murdered somebody, and she was in for life. So they're never going to see Mama. They ride in my bus. They got two friends, Brianna and Jasmine, and they'd come on my bus, and then I would put them to work on my bus. They'd keep attendance. They'd pass out, they'd pass out tickets and candy and prizes and everything. So, so one day I said to them, okay, 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 they're 15 years old. I said, I'll, I'll tell you what to do. I'll take you out for dinner, lunch, dinner, you know. I'm figuring, you ready? French restaurant McDonald's, amen? Come on now. Dollar menu, be good. No, there are four girls. They said, um, uh, they said uh, uh, Pastor Kaiser, can, can we go to the Chinese buffet? $12.99 buffet. Hello. Good thing you got two boys. But anyway, $12.99. And uh, now, I don't know, as you're growing up, but you used to look at your parents to see if you could get a soda. You call it pop. You can call it pop if you want. Or you get water because, I don't know, charge about $3 a drink now. So those girls, they just all order drinks. Now, I have a bus worker with me. And I'm looking at him like you're going to order. No, he orders a soda too. So I'm going with all of them. Man, I get a soda too. Now there's a problem. The problem is I only have $65 in the bank. And after I got done paying the bill and giving the tip and the whole bit, it was $89. 65 and 89 is a little short. So I pay. Hello, hopefully it's not going to clear on my debit card till Monday. Hello. So, they say, they say, they say, Pastor Kajic, can we can we go to Reedus? Now, I mean, listen, they're not going to Reedus. Okay, I figured they're just going to get a water ice, right? Come on, no. No, 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 they want a gelati. They want ice cream. I got 20 bucks in my pocket, and there that goes right out at the... Gone. Out like a scout. Gone. So I meet my wife up halfway before I go to to Water Ice Place. She was out cleaning houses. And as soon as I stop, my bus worker runs out and tells my wife how much money I spent. That's the kind of guys you like to choke, amen? After he already ate, of course. You know what I mean? Hello. Yeah. So my wife made $100, and she ran it over to the bank. 
before things bounced. So after that, I take them back to my house. In the back of my house, I had a pretty good-sized piece of property. I had a zip line back there. So you go over one side on a telephone pole type of thing, and you could hold on to the zip line, and you got these two handles up there, no harness, and you just ride that thing right across from one side to the other. I was so awesome. The problem is I'm thinking they're going to own my house, amen. They're going to fall off this thing in the midair. And this one girl, this one girl, Brittany, who never, ever smiles, very athletic, she decides in the middle that she lets go. And then no trampoline, no nothing under me. Yeah, yeah, right. And she's athletic, so she just spins and turns over like a couple times. Yeah, I did it. I'm thinking I'm ready to choke your little neck, girl. What's the matter with you? Hello? So we then proceed to go downstairs. My wife gets iced tea for them, and I don't know, they had some cookies and stuff, whatever. And, and so the same girl, Brittany, I have a treadmill down there. Now, she says, um, said, Pastor Kaiser, I'd like to try this treadmill to see if I could go as fast as it can go and stay standing up. I said, only if you have the clip so when you fall, it shuts off. My grandson tried that one time, and he wound up coming down, and his leg got caught in between where the belt was and rubbed his skin completely off on his groin right there. Ugh. So, so it can go 10 miles an hour, the treadmill. She had no problem staying up with that thing. She gets iced tea, I take her back. I'm ready to drop her off at the house. And they get out of the van. The girl who never smiled is now smiling, saying, said, Pastor Kaiser, this was the greatest day of my life. I said, well, I said, really, Brittany, the greatest day of your life is the day you got saved. I said, but understand. And it began to put to me in perspective, like we go out to eat if we have money or not, Hello, here's somebody who's never going out to eat. She's 15. And I tried in my heart to try to make, you ready, an outreach to somebody that God might put on your heart. Now, I don't know what those girls are doing today, but I know one thing. They got saved. I went to church the next day, and some guy came to me, and he shook my hand. Now, nobody knows exactly what happened. He shakes my hand. And uh, one of those green handshakes, you know what I mean? Now, I have a policy. I, I put it in my back pocket, and I look at it later, and I close it over. Put the button on, close it over. Now, depending on how broke you are is how quick you look at the money. You know what I'm talking about, right? Hello. So, so. Anyway. I get out of the car and I open up the pocket and a $100 bill. Now, you, you, listen to me very carefully. You, you don't think God keeps track of what's going on? God already had that sent before I did what I did. <laughs> 
We just need to respond to God's love and listen to what God wants us to do. And here's what I've learned. God usually, you ready? God usually has me do things when I don't have money. Or I'm down to my last 20. <laughs> and I'm arguing with God, if I give that last 20, you know, I got to yeah, stop, stop, stop. So in 2022, I'm trying to obey God the first time without question. Now, hard that is? <laughs> it's difficult. First, respond to God's love. Number two, we must reprogram our thinking. Look at back at Philippians chapter number four. Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four. Begin in verse number eight. And look at the first part of it, 8a. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatever things are a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. We, we are living in a day and age, if you allow it, you're bombarded with all negative things. If, if you just watch a little bit of news, it's pretty much all negative. It's not positive. And my problem is I need to make sure that I understand that God is ultimately in control. But sometimes I want to help God out a little bit. <laughs> and sometimes I want to get a little mad about it. But guess what? God's got a plan. And for me to have the right type of thinking, to focus on the, on the right things, first I got to have faith. Hebrews 11, 6 says, but without faith it's impossible to please him. The first thing I need to do in my life to reprogram my thinking is to develop a devotional life. You have to be somebody today who's spending time with God. You have to daily have Bible reading and prayer. We don't think it's important until something comes down our way. Hello? But that ought to be a process of our life. Watch this one. We ought to deem every day to be thankful. Do you know it's not easy to be thankful when things are not going the way you planned? When my wife passed away suddenly over a year ago, it's not very easy to be thankful. But to be thankful, you got to be thankful. And then you got to be thinking on the right things to be thankful. Hello? I had 45 years with her. Hello? You have to pick out things to be thankful for. Now, let me just help you here. Every family is not perfect. I got an imperfect family too. Hello? It's made up of a bunch of imperfect people. Hello? That be used too. Amen? Come on now. Deem on God to come through. Wait for God to do what he's going to do. Pray and ask God. William Carey said, expect things Great things from God attempt things great for God. That's a fellow 
who got through things <laughs> and visited places <laughs> that you couldn't get to. <laughs> Nobody would wanted to come and visit where he was. Hello? Everybody wants it comfortable. Come on now. Yeah, what, what, what kind of hotel am I staying in? No, hello, you ain't staying in no hotel. How are you getting there? Well, we got to build a boat to get there. I had a missionary in Suriname, South America. Unbelievable. He was unbelievable. He would cut his own canoe out of a tree to get to tribes where they were. I remember this one story. I, I, the Lord must want me to tell. He went into this tribe. And usually the witch doctors control the tribes. Daryl Champlin is his name. And he went to this place, and, and, and the witch doctor there was, was, was a person who could transport himself from one place to another. And the witch doctor, they, worship, they were worshipped. The witch doctor was worshipped. He was the god. So he comes into this tribe, and, 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 and the chief says, uh, uh, Mr. Missionary, we don't know which god to worship. He said, there's going to be a challenge. He said, we're going we're gonna to make coals of fire. And we're going to make them so they get cherry red. And you're going to walk on the coals, and the witch doctor is going to walk on the coals. We're going to break up pottery, glass, and whatever, and then you're going to walk over that. He said he remembers going back in the hut. And when he went back into the hut, he was praying and asking God for his power. The next day, they knock on the hut. Chief says, Mr. Missionary, it's time. It's time. He said, when he walked across the coals, he said, I've never felt such intense heat in my whole life. I walked across that. The witch doctor walked across that. He said, then I walked across the glass and the pottery, and then he walked that, and we both went back to our huts. The next day, the chief, Mr. Missionary, Mr. Missionary, we need to see your feet. And we picked up the missionary's feet. There was no blisters. There were no scars. There were no cuts on his feet. And on the witch doctor, he had cuts and he had blisters. Watch it now. And the chief said, we worship your God, Mr. Missionary. And they called him Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! I'm getting chills right now running up and down my spine. Now, now, now listen to me. Do you know God that well? that you could pray for God to protect you from that? Would you have enough faith to believe? <laughs> Would you think a little different to have God do something like that? Hey, hey, it starts with developing a devotional life. It's a daily Bible reading and prayer. It's deeming every day to be thankful. It's depending on God to come through. Watch it. He is also the fellow who married 
He's fourth generation. Uh, no, his wife was fourth generation missionary. He was third generation missionary. On his honeymoon, they started a church somewhere. How wild is that? Believe me, when I was on my honeymoon, I wasn't worried about starting no church. Amen? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe starting a family. But anyway, Hello. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, number three. Number three, and we'll close here. Verse 8, verse 9. Those things which you both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Number three, and I'm finished. We must recognize the best in others. In John chapter 13, for the sake of time, and I talked about in Sunday school, Jesus, is wa Jesus washes the apostles' feet. And literally, he calls Judas Iscariot his friend. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait a minute. He's going to betray him. He's still his friend. Do you know that I don't act a little bit like that? Do you know I'm supposed to love my enemies and you're supposed to love your enemies? More than you love yourself? Hello? Different type of Christianity. I think about this in churches. There's no perfect people. There's no perfect churches. The grass is not greener on the other side. Come on. There's no perfect pastor. There's no perfect preacher because we're all made of the same stuff. The bottom line is we need to thank our God upon every remembrance of those people. When I came to, South, to Bethel Baptist Church, inner city work, pretty tough. Fishtown, Kensington, tough areas. Tough areas. I had some kids that were really rough. I had some kids that came from bad backgrounds. I had one where his, her mom was really all messed up and his dad was in jail, her dad was in jail. And she began to come to church and we used to have activities every Friday night, had Bible clubs like every night of the week to try to keep the kids off the street. And finally this girl, Denise, she started coming to church and she eventually got saved in the junior church. And then we all got together and chipped money in for her to come to Christian school rather than to go into public school. And then eventually she begins to like the preacher's son. And I said, Denise, your life's got to change. You can't. I... She said, well, I really like him. I said, hello. Watch it. And she began to change her life. And she began to make her Christianity for real. And today, watch it, she's married to that guy <laughs> who she liked, and now she's a pastor's wife. And they've adopted kids. Hello, in the same church where she got saved. I'm saying this, and I'm through. What, what would happen if we just changed the way we think and the way we treated people? What would our church be like?
What would churches all around be like? What, what kind of people would be in the ministry today if we just had a kind word to say rather than the wrong word? Sometimes I can hear it as it's getting ready to come out of my mouth. The Lord said, you shouldn't say that. When's the last time you just reached out and encouraged somebody? Hello? Just encourage somebody. You got to be positive. You can't be negative. And you let this stinking rotten world. Seriously. This is not our home, people. Heaven's our home. <laughs> We're just passing through here. <laughs> we got to live here. We got to raise kids here. Come on now. Come on now. But one day we're going to glory. And we're trying to take everybody we can with us. But what an encouraging word could do to somebody. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm through. I'm finished. I appreciate your attention. I don't know where you are today in your life. I don't know today. If you died today, you're 100% sure that heaven is your home. I don't know, maybe you have some doubts in your heart. We could take you from the Bible and show you in a short period of time how to be saved. Maybe you buy an uplift hand and say, Brother Kaiser, today if I died, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to heaven. And to be honest with you, sometimes I have some doubt in my heart. Would you pray for me? Anybody like that today? Just put your hand up, put it back down. Anybody like that today? As I look. Just put your hand up, put it back down. Anybody like that today? Just feeling like the Lord speaking to somebody this morning. You're not sure you're saved. Maybe today you've got a little doubt in your heart and God's speaking to you. Anybody today? Don't worry about it. It's a phone. Don't worry about it. Okay, number two. You're saved here today, but God spoke to your heart today, and there's some changes, and God spoke to me. There's some changes I need to make, and I need to be a person who starts to be a little more positive than negative, and maybe God spoke to your heart today, and you raise your hand up, that's me today, that's me. I'm with you. I'm with you. Amen. 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 You may put your hands down. Thank you, Lord Chris.
you may. You may be seated. Have a few ushers come. Receive a uh, love offering. Brother Dan, could you please pray for us? Dear God, thank you for that message, Lord. Help us to think about that, Lord, and, and apply it to our lives. Uh, bless Pastor Kaiser. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Take, just take a few minutes. Do we have any uh, prayer requests? Uh, I mentioned it in Sunday school. Uh, we pray for Miss Dawn. She had tested positive for COVID. So pray that she gets better. Brother Tim, how is she doing? She's doing better today. Amen. Okay, amen. And then I also mentioned in Sunday school, they seem to run in three. A few weeks ago, Naomi was in an accident. Two weeks ago, Brenda was in an accident. And then last night, Brenda and her dad were in another accident. So now they're out both of their family cars. So the good thing is, is they're all right. It wasn't, their, it wasn't their fault. So they're just waiting to hear from the insurance to figure out what the insurance is going to decide to do. There were four cars total involved in the accident. So, so praise the Lord, they're okay. Any other requests? Any other all right, we can stand and be dismissed in prayer. Be back tonight. Brother Kaiser will be here again. Amen. Brother Joe, can you please close us in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the good word we heard today. Lord, as we go out this week, go with them, give them words, take away from them, God. Help yes. them just to uh, keep these words in our minds, Lord, and show them what Christ has done. In Jesus' name, Lord, amen. Amen. amen.